0: oh uh, owen now there's a blast from the past do you remember him? he remembers you or if I remember him he had the longest nose hair in the free world <coughs> well he doesn't now he hardly has any hair anywhere owen's been gone from chickabin parish since god was a boy I'd forgotten it ever existed well now he lives in Monroe and goes to first Presbyterian when he found out where I was from he asked me if I knew you he used to live in Ohio somewhere his wife just died recently and he's moved back down here does this story have a point? No, not really. He just remembers you fondly, I think. Well, I can't imagine why. He was not a bad fellow. But I managed to run him off and marry the first of two total deadbeats. Well, maybe sometime I could arrange for us all to get together. Maybe not. Well, why not, Shelby? I managed, in a few decades, to marry the two most worthless men in the universe and then proceeded to have the three most ungrateful children ever conceived. The only reason people are nice to me is because I have more money than God. Now, I'm not about to open a new can of worms.
1: Weezer. What? If this is really how you feel it and healthy, maybe you should think about coming down to the guidance center. Say- What's wrong with you?
0: What's wrong with you? I got
1: some good news. It's fine unofficially pregnant I mean we haven't gotten the test back yet but you know me I'm never late like...
0: well I don't understand
2: um if you're
0: not happy for me I'm gonna get so mad if you're not happy <laughs> Why should I? Why should I be happy about being a grandmother?
2: Does this mean you won't be knitting the baby any booties? (laughs) (laughs) Flap.
0: Every time you get more than two drinks in you, you confront me. And I won't have it. I won't have it not in this house. Oh
2: yeah, I'm so proud of you. I was so excited.
1: I've seen my bitch of a wife. Now, dearie. <laughs> very smart of you to do <laughs> Next time you're gonna have to lift me, Emma. My back is ready for traction. Oh, poor. It's friend. worth it. Do you know what we'd like you to do for us, Emma? A new ballet. Tradition makes a company. Oh,
0: is Adelaide's tradition, I
1: mean. Oh, shut up, Mike. I'd like to restore the full-length sleeping beauty to our repertoire.
0: Oh, Adelaide, thank you very much, but I don't think I could dance that anymore.
1: No. But you could stage it. Know it inside out. It'd be fun, a new challenge. She'd do it beautifully, don't you think so, Michael?
2: I think your timing's lousy, Adelaide. Excuse
0: me. I really must do something to my face.
2: For God's sake, Adelaide.
1: Dearie, even Emma has to move on. Like all the rest of us.
0: You remember the fairy tales we used to take turns reading to Amelia, like the one about the two princesses. Every time one would open her mouth, out came diamonds and rubies. Every time the other one opened her mouth.
1: Come war and
0: peace, Downton still stands, and the Crawleys are still in it.
1: Cora, oh, no. Mother, how lovely to see you. As long as it is. Robert, aren't you going to kiss me?
0: With the greatest enthusiasm. Tell me, where does this come from? I hired it in Liverpool. Why? I thought it might be a gift from the U.S. government to help get Britain back on its feet. Carson and Mrs. Hughes, the world has moved on since last we met. And we have moved on with it, madam. Really? It seems so strange to think of the English embracing change. Mrs. Hughes, this is my maid, Reed. Will tell me all about the arrangements for the birth. We do these things so.
2: Sorry, I took so long on the phone, but we're all set.
0: All set for what? I
2: rented a car. To be here at one o'clock, we're driving down to Atlantic City.
0: Atlantic
2: City. Oh, I know it's a drag, but you can't find a hotel room in town—not on New Year's Eve.
0: Ring out the old year, ring in the new,
2: ring-a-ding-ding. I didn't plan it this way, Fran. Actually, it's all Baxter's. Thing.
0: Baxter?
2: Hey, wouldn't give me the key to the apartment.
0: He wouldn't?
2: No, he just walked out of me. Quit. Threw that big, fat job right in my face.
0: The nerve.
2: Yeah, little punk. After all I did for him, said I couldn't bring anybody to the apartment, especially not Miss Kubelik. What's he got
0: against you anyway? I don't know. I guess that's the last topic.
3: So, welcome to the Doctors' Film Podcast. That, of course, is Shirley MacLaine. But her family knows her, Shirley MacLaine Beatty. Yes, Warren Beatty is her younger brother. Um, those are just clips from her many, many films. I don't think she... Do- I don't think she's done a film in a while She of course was in Downton Abbey Which was Major news Because Maggie Smith In fact her and Maggie Smith are friends Maggie Smith was playing The dowager Of uh, The Downton Abbey family And then Shirley MacLaine Was the American dowager Of the family that, uh, they married in, oh, Levinson, yeah, so it was, it was kind of funny, I thought, okay, you got Maggie Smith playing one, and then Shirley MacLaine playing another, and there's a, there's some, there's a funny instance in that, where, (laughs) I mean, Maggie Smith has some of the best one-liners, and then with, to bring in, Shirley MacLaine (laughs) to kind of counterattack the uh, shit that the dowager says. In fact, I mean, she says some funny things.
0: No one wants to... One can't go to pieces at the death of every foreigner. We'd all be in a state of collapse whenever we opened a newspaper.
2: My mother, Lady Grantham. Mills.
3: No. And I'm looking for it because they're sitting at dinner, and she says something that we just have to play, and then we'll we'll continue with. It's, uh, disability. It's what's wrong with me. Shirley McLean was born today. Jeez, eighty eighty eight years ago. Let's see. Yeah, eighty-eight years ago, has outlived most of her contemporaries. Won the Academy Award twenty-five years later for Terms of Endearment. Okay, can I find it? Hmm. Let's see. <laughs> There's so many, I don't think I can find it. So, she's sitting there and she's like, I'm so looking forward to meet, seeing your mother. When I'm with her, I'm reminded of the virtues of the English. Isn't she American? Precisely. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll. I figured we'll get that out of the way. Now, here's something interesting. Shirley MacLaine is good friends with... Barbara Streisand. And they both share a birthday, April 24th. April 24th, 1934, for Shirley MacLaine. And April 24th, 1942, for Barbara Streisand. In fact, in 2000, Shirley MacLaine gave Barbara Streisand her Cecil B. DeMille Award. So, MacLaine, MacLaine has received an Oscar, Emmy, British Academy Award, six Golden Globes. I don't think she, has she won a Tony. Is she an egot? I don't know. Born Shirley McLean Beatty in Richmond, Virginia, younger brother Warren Beatty. Shirley McLean, she's that actress where the it's the oldest story in the book. The star couldn't go on, and she was the understudy. Someone spotted her, and, there, you know, it, it, it's, it's that story of stories. Um, here we go. The summer before her senior year of high school, McLean went to New York City to try acting on Broadway, having minor success in the chorus of Oklahoma. After she graduated, she returned and was in the dancing ensemble of the Broadway production of Me and Juliet from 1953 to 1954. Afterwards, she became an understudy to actress Carol Haney in The Pajama Game. In May of 1940, or 54, Haney injured her ankle during a Wednesday matinee and McLean replaced her. A few months later, with Haney still injured, film producer Hal B. Wallace saw Shirley McLean's performance and signed her to work for Paramount Pictures. And her film debut was Alfred Hitchcock's The Trouble with Harry in 1955. And so, yeah, it's it's the oldest story in the book, you know The star can't go on And the understudy goes on And boom, it's like something out of All About Eve And Yeah The rest is history, I mean And, and Shirley MacLaine Knew Her star power In fact, it was Frank Sinatra They were starring together And some came running In 1958, where he said, let the kid die as she'll go to nomination. And that's what happened. First film was, yeah, Trouble with Harry in 1955. And her most recent was, oh, it's coming out this year, American Dreamer. She's been on television. She's been in theater. She has a Kennedy Center honor. I mean, just just a really great... film icon. And then 10 years ago... Shirley MacLaine was honored... by the American Film Institute. Now, the American Film Institute... they do these really great... Shirley MacLaine, AFI. In fact, she wasn't honored with the 100 Years... 100 Stars... But she was one of the stars featured, you know, talking about, um, what is it? Uh, the screen actors of the past, like Shirley Temple. In fact, she claims that's why her, her name is Shirley. is because Shirley Temple was a big star the year she was born. And she, you know, paying homage to all of these. Um, but I wanted to play... so. It's been said that Shirley MacLaine played a fictional, maybe parodied version of Debbie Reynolds in Postcards from the Edge, written by Debbie Reynolds' daughter, Carrie Fisher. And this is Carrie Fisher talking about Shirley MacLaine during her 2012 AFI Achievement Award.
1: I mean, she's worked with Alfred Hitchcock, annoyed Anthony Hopkins, and slept with Danny Kaye. Shirley and I, we have run into each other in past lives, and in fact, we have been up for the same life. Actually, Shirley was supposed to uh, be me for part of this life, but I told her, you know what, I will deal with it. You take the UFOs, the auras, and the awards. I'll take the mental illness, Eddie Fisher, and the gay guy. Surely, actually, is some future person's past life. I mean, can you imagine that lucky bastard? One fine day in the year 2117, right before the next Venus Transit, some poor unsuspecting soul will be floating down what was once known as a street and find themselves inexplicably humming the entire score from Can Can. And for no particular reason they'll wake up from a dream in a cold sweat and say who the hell is Robert Mitchum and what does he have to do with Downton Abbey? In one of her past movie lives she played my mother. Mostly perfectly though there was some debate between the two of them just how much vodka actually went into an appropriate (laughs) breakfast smoothie. Shirley has lived as an actress, a writer, a mother, a wife, and according to her Oprah interview, a sex partner to three men in one day. (laughs) Anyone can have one sex partner in a day. It takes real commitment to have three. For most people, it's just three meals a day, but Shirley is not most people. She is not hungry just for mere food. She's hungry for everything in life and is delicious herself. You're someone that I want to be when I grow balls.
3: And that's the late Carrie Fisher talking about Shirley MacLaine. Here's Shirley MacLaine playing her mother in Postcards from the Edge, and Meryl Streep is playing Carrie Fisher. Do
0: you have any idea what time it is, dear? suppose it never occurred to you that you might have scared me by staying out so late. I was about to call all the emergency rooms.
1: I'm sorry, Mama. I didn't call you because I thought you might be asleep. And I came home because I didn't want to worry you. Well, you did worry me.
0: Look at me, I'm a wreck. I'm sorry. What if you'd been out taking drugs or something? I'm supposed to be taking care of you, Nan. You're my responsibility. You're my daughter. What was I supposed to think when you didn't come home? Mm mm-hmm. Do you mind if I have a drink? Do you mind if I drop acid?: Dear, I drink socially.:
1: I took acid socially.
0: I hardly think that my drinking can be compared with your drug taking. <laughs> Even if it could be, I think that your involvement with drugs has vindicated me. I hardly think you're in a position to judge me. Mom, I do hope you were not out sleeping with someone. Ooh, I was not sleeping. You Speaking were. With I hope someone. you used condoms. I didn't raise you to act this way, but if you are, I hope that it's your morals in question and not your judgment. Ma,
1: I'm middle-aged. I'm middle-aged. How many 120-year-old women do you know?
0: (laughs) You've just gotten out of a drug clinic, so obviously you don't know what's best for you.
1: Oh, and I suppose you do.
0: Suzanne, how did we become so estranged? I've always tried to be a good mother to you. Only to be met by this fresh and superior attitude of yours. You've always felt you were my intellectual superior since you were 14 years old. Rightfully so. You were always more verbal than me. I. Whatever. Why did you turn away from me? I just want you to like me. I just want to be your friend. Ma. Ma could we have this conversation in the morning oh, i'm very tired every time i try to get close to you you push me away How would you like to have joan crawford for a mother oh well, Lana turner
1: these are the options i think you had it pretty good. you or lana or no joan. when i had
0: my breakdown i would have killed myself if it hadn't been for you there it
1: is it's just like that that you say i don't know what to do with
0: i that. came from nothing and i made something out of my life you come from somewhere, and you're trying to make nothing out of yours. I think you should just get over what happened to you in your adolescence. It is time to move on. Vibe oh. isn't...
3: Yep, it's time to move on. And that's what Shirley McLean does. I mean, the past lives, I can kind of relate to that sometimes. But, and, but then I guess she was androgynous. I don't know. We'll get to that.
1: Okay, fingers and toes in. Take mama's purse. <laughs> Mama, mm. oh. <laughs> oh. oh, that's the first time I stopped hugging first. I like
0: that. Get yourself a decent maternity dress. You had to get one in kitchen. Would you tell her, Patsy. She keeps thinking of me when I say those things. Tom? Are you going to be good to your mother and take care of her? Bye, Mrs. Greenway. Goodbye.
1: Listen, you write as soon as you get there, so i have your address and I'll, okay? Shape up, Patsy. Drop oh, my dog.
0: No,
1: oh, we'll get you another
0: piece of
2: The
3: phone bill is going to be enormous,
1: you know that. I'll miss you, Mom. Can we go now? Yeah. Follow I slow.
3: So, things happen in film career. And almost 40 years ago, oh yeah... And many nominations. Shirley MacLaine finally won her Academy Award. She'd been nominated multiple times. Some would say that she was supposed to win for The Apartment. Okay. And then what happened? Elizabeth Taylor, who was a good friend of hers, past and present, because you know Shirley, even if Elizabeth is dead, she's still communicating with her. Won the Academy Award for Butterfield 8, a film that she hated. Okay. And some were saying that it should have been Shirley MacLaine who won. Even Elizabeth said that. She, it was really the sympathy vote. Now, Shirley MacLaine was nominated six times for the Academy Award. Whoa, I didn't know that. Okay, for she was nominated for Some Came Running, The Apartment, Irma LaDuce, or as a comedian once said, Irma LaDouche, Best uh, Documentary Feature, The Other Half of the Sky, a China memoir, The Turning Point, Best Actress, and one for Terms of Endearment. Terms of Endearment is one of those films where it's about a family and it's and it's that's the thing it's not about a perfect family because a family is not perfect there are so many different things going on and i've said on this show before i actually watched it we had a death in the family they died of cancer and i watched it my mother refused to watch it with me i think she'd already seen it and i understand that but I watched it, and I and I thought, oh, okay, you know, maybe it will, and it helped. It, it during that grieving process, it really did help because I'm watching it and thinking, this is not my family. My family is nothing like this family. But at the same time, there were little interesting tidbits where I thought, oh, okay, because when you're grieving, comedy really helps. In that instance, comedy really did help. Because Terms of Endearment isn't just a drama. There's a lot of humor in it, whether it's Jack Nicholson. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's um, Deborah Winger, even John Lithgow, who is in Terms of Endearment. A lot of people don't remember that. And this was 1983 and then in 1984 something happened after all those nominations ah, okay and here we go Finn McLean. Finn McLean. the winner is a
1: rock
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the winner is Shirley MacLaine
0: Because this show has been as long as my career. (laughs) I have wondered for 26 years what this would feel like. Thank you so much for terminating the suspense. I have wondered for 26 years what this would feel like. Thank you so much for terminating the suspense.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And we have a technical difficulty, unfortunately, because in this day and age, the Wi-Fi decides to take a wonderful dump, and we will return to Shirley MacLaine. That's the interesting thing is, some people I don't think get technology, and that you really can't do it yourself. And sometimes you need a professional. A professional to take it over, to make things right. Um, Here we go. I am nervous.
0: I'm not going to thank everybody I've ever met in my entire life. Although with the way my mind has been going lately, probably everybody I've ever met in my entire life and any other life I might have had, had something to do with this. (laughs) You know, if, um, if terms of endearment had happened to me five years ago, I think I would have called it a thrilling, commercial, artistic accident. But I don't believe that anymore. I don't believe there's any such thing as accident. I think that we all manifest what we want and what we need. I don't think there's any difference, really, between what you feel you have to do in your heart and success. They're inseparable. Jim Brooks deeply wanted to make a film about the defects and imperfections and foibles of people in a humorous and loving way and he had such passion it was unbelievable to watch he's being very modest with himself tonight it was unbelievable his sense of truth was so accurate that he he overwhelmed his own insecurities and paramounts I guess we all did the same thing I have wanted to work with the comic chemistry of Jack Nicholson since his chicken salad sandwich scene in Easy Pieces. And to have him in bed with such middle-aged joy. I wanted to work with the turbulent brilliance of Deborah Winger. She literally inhabited the character so thoroughly that I thought for four months I had two daughters. (laughs) But in the end, just let me say one thing, Um, films and life are like clay. Waiting for us to mold it. And when you trust your own insides, and that becomes achievement, it's a kind of a principle that seems to me is at work with everyone. God bless that principle. God bless that potential that we all have for making anything possible if we think we deserve it. I deserve this. Thank you. <laughs>
3: Just walked right off the stage. And so, yeah, Shirley in her past lives and present lives deserved it. And so here we are. Shirley, This is a film podcast. I talk about music. I talk about film. I talk about everything in between. There's a really funny 60 Minutes interview of Shirley MacLaine with Mike Wallace. <laughs> and her expression and... Um, uh, if I can find it, is I just use a little... let's see because you know, the uh, a no, clip. No doubt in my mind about it. you really believe? Here we go. Here we go. Oh, this is you know how Mike Wallace he did this to Barbara, he made Barbara cry.
2: I'm told that good friends said, Shirley, for Pete's sake, don't write about your karmic destinies.
0: It wasn't for Pete's sake, it was for Christ's sake, it for God's sake. I mean, on your mother and your friends and everything that is, is yeah, sacred, I mean, don't do this.
2: You really believe that you lived lives before oh, and...
0: Oh, yes, ma'am. I don't. There's no doubt in my mind about it. Mm-hmm.
2: And you really believe in extraterrestrial... Have they, do they come visit you on the porch? Now you're being unpleasant, Wallace, is what you're saying.
0: Yes, this is what I was
2: a little afraid
0: of. But you don't have to be that unpleasant. It doesn't become you, you know? I mean, I'm just speaking of my own experience.
3: And that's um, Shirley MacLaine talking to the the late Mike Wallace. Now, that's not the first time Shirley shocked audiences. Uh, Here she is on Dick Cavett talking about demonic possession. ...talk amongst yourselves.
2: Until one, of the most, uh, uh, one of the nice things about Shirley MacLaine is that when she isn't working, she's not uh, sitting by a swimming pool soaking up sunlight. She's always doing something um, active and busy, and she's written a best-selling autobiography, which she actually wrote herself in spite of the rumors that nobody ever really writes his own book or her own book. And she uh, did a television series that was not a best-seller, uh, although her book was... Must be an awful feeling. And she was in a a provocative film called Desperate Characters, and she's in another provocative film, the title of which uh, intrigues me. It's called The Possession of Joel Delaney. I don't even know if Joel Delaney is a man or a woman. Uh, And she's been around the country lately, uh, taking its pulse, so to speak. Will you welcome Miss Shirley MacLaine? I, I, I,
0: for another hundred, I'd like to see the rest.
2: <laughs> You'd like to see the rest for another hundred?
0: I've often wondered what's going on under there. <laughs>
2: how, how exactly do you mean that? Uh, um, you, you mean, uh, if
0: I give you the hundred, will you show me?
2: <laughs> you played one hooker in a movie, and look at five. you. Five?
0: It's $20 a time.
2: Five? I don't understand, five.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm everybody's hooker next door.
2: Oh, are you? But you're also quite respectable, and, uh, you, you, uh, well, and there's a respectable side to you, at least, uh, that I've I know about of. my film career. Hey, t- mm-hmm. t- tell me about the title of your film, and then we we'll won't have to... This the, new the,
0: one that's coming... Because the
2: subject matter does interest me. They don't always, and I often say that they do, you know, to be nice to the guests, but the, this does.
0: It's called The Position of Joel Delaney, and it's about the occult, the spiritismo, a real sort of phenomenon going on in America. Yes, it is. But i don't necessarily believe in is it know, witchcraft but, uh, in that mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah it's really frightening a lot of people are uh, carried away by it really believe in it yeah. it's terrifying and is
2: this an uh a, a fictional treatment of a well serian? it was
0: written by a lady who did have an experience with uh with a close younger man who was involved with schizophrenia i think it was schizophrenia but he yeah. thinks he was possessed he thinks he was possessed by a killer and he uh he got into that scene and it was difficult for him to get out and nobody could explain it and so she wrote a book that was fiction but it was based on a real ba- case yeah. yeah
2: have you ever been possessed uh, I've put that badly uh, have you ever felt you know, the a presence a- of a spirit and, and uh, been in a room where there were the seances I sort or-
0: of get possessed by by good good spirits and the feeling that uh, everything is much better than it actually is but yeah. uh... But these people that I was involved with when I made the film really believed it. Oh, they...
1: By the way, sister, I guess I owe you an apology when I was trying to get you up the tree there. I.
0: Oh, no is necessary, Mr. Hogan. In emergencies, the church grants dispensation. Anyway, it's no sin that you push me up the tree with your hands on my ass. Where'd you learn that kind of English? What kind? Ass. uh, In the convent, Sister Harriet taught us different words for different parts of the body. This part she called the (laughs) ass.
1: Where was Sister Harriet from, anyway? New Orleans. Why? I'd sure as hell like to know what she did before she became a nun.
3: (laughs) I love that. That's, uh, of course, two mules for sisters. I think, was that the year that Shirley got the facelift? I don't know. She talked openly about that. And I remember when I found that out, I was stunned. I went, you got a facelift? But anyway, that's her with Clint Eastwood. Two mules for Sister Sarah. And let's end tonight with Shirley herself. Accepting 10 years ago that Lifetime Achievement Award at the 40th Annual AFI Awards, the American Film Institute. Cheryl.
1: You can sit now.
0: I want to thank and pay tribute to the women at my table because they've been my comadres, my other half of the sky, my sustained belief that women who speak their truth will make the world a better place. I want to thank all the fabulous co-stars, male, that I have... Worked with those I've made love to on the screen, those I've made love to off the screen. I swear I remember maybe half. I've known the longest, the person I've loved the longest on this planet, and always will my brother Warren. My dad and mother were teachers, and dad was a majored in uh, psychology and philosophy at Johns Hopkins. So he and I would have really incredible conversations about philosophy and about metaphysics. That's where it started with me was my intellectual mystical father. But then I have to say something here. It's about mother. When you get to be a certain age you begin to realize the profundity and the power of the passive. And it was mother who sent me to dancing school. It was mother who said, meld together the artistry of, of movement with the grandeur of music. Mother was the silent but powerful one who said, find who you are. So as I analyze who we are in this room and what we're doing in our business, I understand that we are basically attempting to preserve our imaginations against time. Mother gave me a letter. It was a keepsake letter. I still have it. And it said how I should conduct myself, how I should be disciplined, how I should work hard. And at the end of the letter, she said, above all keep your feet firmly planted on the ground and your head in the stars I just want to give you all one assurance that for all of us overachievers in this room we should relax enjoy ourselves because if we don't do it now we'll do it the next time around (laughs) if if we keep our on the ground and our head in the stars and we listen to our mothers and listen to the women in in our lives I thank everybody for that and all the men for the feminine in themselves pay a little more attention thank you
3: And that was ten years ago Shirley MacLaine receiving her AFI American Film Institute achievement award and so this is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Yesterday it was Barbara. And today it's Shirley MacLaine. I have yet to see The Evening Star, which is the sequel to Terms of Endearment. I've seen clips of it, but eventually I'll get around to watching it. But... Um, and, I, and I'm still finishing I always listen to audiobooks and try to finish them off and on Shirley MacLaine's audio, uh, audiobook but um, in terms of the past lives I find it interesting I find it fascinating I loved when um, I think she was being interviewed by Mike Wallace and he said you were androgynous and <laughs> And her expression <laughs> Or like when he said with the aliens What did they come visit you on the porch And she just looks at him and he's like Now you're being unpleasant Wallace Yes Mike it doesn't become you Yeah But I've, I've always gotten a kick out of Shirley MacLaine Think of it you know Weezer In Steel Magnolias Aurora in terms of endearment, that moving moment where she just wants them, to give her do- that she wants them to give her daughter the shot. The fight in The Turning Point. The card moment in The Apartment where she looks at Jack Lemon and says, Shut up and deal. Sweet Charity where she just dances up a storm. Or my personal favorite in two mules for sister Sarah when they finally show up to where she used to live and that woman grabs her butt and Clint Eastwood's expression is like oh my god and then he starts to realize she's not really a nun or is she and so while we all have an Irma LaDouche about it good night unpleasant dreams happy birthday Shirley McLean. I hope you do. I will actually no. I I shouldn't say. I hope I know she has another film coming out. So many more. I'm sure she's at Barbara Streisand's mall right now, partying. So, good night. <laughs>